Welcome to OB Boss Babes, where we showcase female entrepreneurs, working professionals, community builders, and boss babe biz owners that share their stories so that others can feel inspired, empowered, and connected to other women in business. We are the must-listen podcast for entrepreneurs throughout the Ottawa Valley, Lanark County, and the Pontiac. Here at our Boss Babes face behind the scenes, as we dive into real and brutally honest conversations about different industries, how women are smashing stereotypes, balancing motherhood, and are building successful businesses. This is OB Boss Babes. The MRC Pontiac is a vast territory located in the west of the Utsewe region, best known for its untapped natural landscapes, growing agricultural sector, and endless potential for business opportunities. Our team of economic development professionals, including our Excès Entreprise Québec representatives, are always here to give support to local entrepreneurs and business owners. We are working together with our partners at the SADC Pontiac to ensure that anyone with a great business idea can have access to the tools necessary to put down roots and thrive in the Pontiac. Visit our website destinationpontiac.ca today to discover your Pontiac potential. So this week, babes, we're coming to you from Shawville, Quebec, out in the Pontiac, where I'm interviewing Joanne Romaine, who had a vision to see a change in the environment for doctors, nurses, and medical staff. And she was actually the coordinator for the Pontiac Family Medical Group before she founded and opened her own clinic, Clinique Medical Les Lotus. So Joanne was a guest that I was really interested to hear from because she had formerly worked in medical administration for many years, and she had a vision for what working conditions should be like. So she wanted to open a multidisciplinary clinic for doctors, patients, and for recruitment purposes. And so in this episode, we chatted how this former medical secretary came to owning her multidisciplinary medical clinic in Shawville, how she managed to recruit 12 family doctors, because we all know that there is an ongoing shortage in both Quebec and in Ontario the benefits to seeing a nurse practitioner, especially if you do not currently have a family doctor, and why you can actually go see a nurse practitioner instead, as well as the challenges of working in medical care, physician recruitment, being a medical director, and so much more. Please welcome Joanne Romaine from Clinical Medical Lay Lotus Medical Clinic in Shawville, Quebec. Good morning, Joanne. Welcome to OB Boss Babes. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Good morning to you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah. So I have to ask you, Joanne, have you ever heard about OB Boss Babes podcast before I reached out to you? Yes, I did. Because I've heard, I've saw, I've seen some or listened to some of them, uh, the lazy ladies that you did on, um, like in the Pontiac that are from the Pontiac. So I've listened to them. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the community and tuning in and supporting other local boss babes. But now it's your turn, Joanne. I'm so excited to spotlight (laughs) you and your business and get to know all about Clinique Medical Les Lotus. Yes. So you have a background working in medical administration for many, many years. So tell me about what the environment was like for you during your time as a medical secretary. It was very interesting. It's it was completely different as it is right now. Um, but I like challenges. So whenever I go into a job, I do the job, but I want to make it more efficient and more um, to be more helpful to the people around us. So it was like um, helping uh, create more uh, efficient workplace and uh, even try to train people uh, in my environment and it's just it comes naturally to me that job like I didn't study in that I just I was a secretary then went into the medical field and I never left the medical field since then. How many years were you doing that and and where exactly were you working? I worked first in um, Fort Clunge at a doctor's, a private doctor's office for about two years. And then after that, um, had a little break from that. And we went into our own business, my husband and I, as um, a windshield replacement 
garage and um, we did that for maybe 10 years. Then I went back into the CLSC, uh, which is, um, uh, well, it was located, it is located in Fort Colange and that's where I was working. And they opened up like a family medicine department in the CLSC. And I was chosen uh, to um, uh, make it work. So nobody had done that job there before to uh, organize uh, doctors seeing patients on appointments and managing the charts and all of that. So I started off like that. So where did you get this idea then, Joanne? Like, where did this idea initially stem from where you're like, oh my gosh, I have this idea to, to coordinate and, uh, and, and build the Pontiac Family Medicine Group or, or GMF to Pontiac? It was like just a natural thing to be able to share my knowledge. And I wanted people to be able to um, recreate that help that we did for the, we offered to the doctors. And um, the GMF is like after maybe 10 years of working at the CLSC, um, they were, the government was trying to create those family medicine groups. And uh, we had one coming together in the Pontiac and they needed a coordinator and they saw how I evolved the um, family practice at the CLSC. So they recruited me. So um, I left the CLSC to go work for them. So I did that for another 10 years. And in that 10 years, like we created, we changed so much in the medical environment for the uh, doctor's offices. Um, there was like 12 sites. So I had to manage all of them. And we wanted a, a communication between those offices um, because at that time, and like patients would go from one doctor to the other without the first doctor knowing what the second doctor did mm -hmm. and what medication were prescribed and stuff like that. So one of the mandate for the family medicine group was to have a, um, a prescription program like that all the doctors could see what the others are doing. So that meant putting computers in some of the offices because they didn't have computers and it was not efficient because you couldn't, uh, if a patient was calling to, to check on the date they were booked, well, the secretary had to look every pages and go look for the name of the patient. And uh, so Returning to the prescriptions, that was the mandate of the family medicine group is to create that. Well, they didn't create it to find a um, company that could offer that. So that meant installing computers in all the doctor's offices. Um, it was a challenge with the older doctors that didn't use computers, typed like one figure at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, finally we did it. And uh, it took a couple of years to get them all on board. But since then, it's been um, all computers. So electronic uh, medical charts. Well, Joanne, coming from a, a an administrative background myself... I can appreciate the amount of work that it takes to to get everybody on board and to move forward and progress in today's in today's time, yes, especially absolutely. with technology. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, physicians, doctors, like they are very important because they are the ones that we need that prescription from. Yep. But it's the real MVPs behind the scenes in administration that's really keeping everything together and going. And so absolutely. I mean, the fact that you started an administration as a medical as a medical secretary, and I, I hate using that word because it's so old fashioned, but just in medical administration, to be able to take your vision and then build it into creating your own medical clinic, it's so inspiring, Joanne. So mm -hmm. I really want to hear a little bit more about where your vision was to open up your multidisciplinary clinic and then and then fully bring it to life. Okay. So that started when I was working for the, Pon uh, the Pontiac um, Family Medicine Group because uh, I was also working um, to the medical and students 
in medicine that were coming to the Pontiac. Um, so I organized, uh, they had a building beside the hospital that needed um, redecorating. They create apartments in there for the medical residents and stuff like that. So while I was working on that also, it's it was I was listening to the residents and even the new doctors that were coming in the Pontiac and why some were leaving, what was not working, why the residents weren't coming back to work in the Pontiac. So it was their lack of seeing their, themselves settle into an office that were already in place um, because they were like so many offices and it was older buildings and it was hard because the doctor's at those offices were the one managing. So they weren't kept as well as they should have been. And, you know, they, they needed to work more with their patients than to manage an office, manage the staff, manage the repairs, manage everything. So that's where it came from. It's to organize um, an environment where the medical students and residents could see themselves come back and work. So that's how I started that. Okay. So, but where do you start now, Joanne? So you have this idea, you know what you want to do. How do you build on that? Uh, It was like, it's all, it's almost like a dream. Um, Thinking about it. It's, it was, I'm a person that just loves challenges. Okay. So at first I started looking for, a building already in place and to create medical offices in it. Well, we were looking and not really seeing what I wanted and uh, the lack of parking space and stuff like that. If you want uh, more than one doctor in an office, you need like a lot of parking spots. So I started talking to a contractor and um, he had a lot for sale. So it was big enough for a building to be built. So we started building and well, we, I kind of created a plan and got somebody to help me and told them how I wanted built and um, that got accepted. Like we have 23 offices in the building and I made sure to um, to organize a spot that the secretaries would be comfortable working. And one of the things I didn't want, it was paper charts. So everybody that was coming in the clinic wouldn't be working with paper charts because it would be incredible. Well, you wouldn't of- have the space. <laughs> I, we wouldn't. <laughs> No, and some doctors had made the comments. Well, you have too much too much room for the secretaries and blah. blah. I said no, they need it. Yeah, okay, because we don't know how many secretaries we'll need. It depends on the amount of doctors we get, and all kinds of like scenarios. But I told them this is the way we want it, and that's what we need, and it's working. Like we need it. So then I started talking to the um, doctors that were working uh, locally in Shawville. It needed to be in Shawville. That's one of the things because it's like the center of the Pontiac and people could travel from all over uh, the Pontiac to come there. And they have other um, amenities around it to be able to do more than one thing when they go see the doctor. So when I started talking to the doctors, they were all amazed of the project, okay? But they were a little bit like wondering if it would really happen because a lot of projects are sent out there and nothing happens Mm -hmm. or it takes years and years to do it. I started... um, planning this maybe in January of 2013 and um, we started building in October 2013 and we opened in June 2014. That's incredible. Yeah. 
So that's a really quick turnaround time, Joanne. So when you say that you take on challenges, you're not you're not kidding around. No, 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 no. <laughs> so the doctors, when I and I took pictures of when we um, dug the ground and for the foundation and stuff like that, and showed them, and I started telling them like. You better, if you want in, you'll have to let me know because it's first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. And doctors owning their own building came to the clinic. The reason they did that is because they didn't want to manage an office anymore because that's what I was offering. That's why they decided to move. I was offering, I was managing everything. They came in, they um, dealt, like they took care of their patients and they went home. Hmm. They paid one amount and that was it. Mm-hmm. The rest I was taking care of. Because some of the doctors that were um, in those offices were thinking about retirement at that time before coming to the clinic and were nine and a half years in and they're still working. So there's just a few, there's one that retired and one that downsized and that's it. Okay. Yeah. So Joanne, I used to actually work for the University of Alberta in the Department of Pediatrics. And for a hot minute, I worked in uh, in HR doing physician recruitment. So I can understand and appreciate the amount of work that goes into recruiting physicians. And you have 11 family doctors. Mm -hmm. What did your physician recruitment process look like? And how did you manifest that, Joanne? Because obviously you did something different that wanted to, uh, that attracted all these physicians to come work for you. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you're the one that's hoarding them all now because you've got, <laughs> you've got them all working for you at your clinic. Well, they like coming to the clinic. Um, we, like, they visit every clinic in the Pontiac when they come um, to see where they would like to um to work and one of the attraction is well it's a big big um help for recruitment is the clinic i think it's because of my support staff they're very friendly they're very helpful um we offer them uh, a new um, modern uh, clinic and they don't even get that uh, some residents that come from Montreal get like they come to our office and they said oh wow I was not expecting a clinic like this in Shavu and they talk about it they go back to school and they talk about it mm-hmm. and we have fun with them we make them feel at home and part of the team and I always say welcome to the Lotus family mm-hmm. it's even our patients like we treat them like family. They're not numbers. Residents come in and we joke and we make them feel at home. And I have a super secretary that is knowledgeable and she's from Shawville and she can let them know if they need something, they need to buy something, they need to organize something. She's like, knows everything. Mm -hmm. So that's very helpful. And and the other doctors that are in our clinic can testify to that, how well they are, you know? So when new doctors, it just keeps on rolling. Um, you recruit recruit, and they talk about it. It's word, uh, word, of, word of mouth. Yeah. So it just multiplies. Yeah. And before, like medical students and residents had um, they're, they're requesting to come to Shawville now. It's just so crazy to me to hear that how you're enticing these people to come work specifically in Shawville because again, mm-hmm. Joanne, like this is the, like there is a shortage of, yeah. of physicians everywhere, especially for family doctors. Now are they still taking on new patients? Yes, um, but it has to be in a certain like the, there is a certain procedure to do it. They have to be on a waiting list and they have so many patients they have to take on and it's per, per block transfer. So it takes a while. And you said 11 doctors, but we're up to 12 as of July 25th. Incredible. Well yeah. done. Thank well you. Done. Now, why do you think that there isn't a shortage of doctors specifically in the Pontiac? Well, 
I wouldn't say there's no shortage because we, I'm thinking ahead of time. Um, in a couple of years, like I have, is it three or four doctors right now that are still working and they are above 70 years old. Mm. So they are staying because they love what they do. And I really, I relieve them from some stress of managing offices. So they still continue to work as they have less stress, but they will eventually leave. Mm -hmm. So yes, we have a big number of doctors, but we have to consider that at any time they could be leaving the Mm -hmm. clinic Mm -hmm. and the new doctors that come in don't take on as much as, as much patience as what the older doctors did. Mm-hmm. So to replace uh, a doctor that has a thousand patients, it takes two doctors to replace them. We have a doctor that has close to 1500 patients right now. So it's going to take three to replace him. Mm-hmm. So I'm it, like, yes, we have a lot of like the numbers are high, but we still need, need more for the Pontiac. Yeah. It's interesting that you talk about this, Joanne, because um, I feel like this is just my personal experience, especially being in administration. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's like anybody that's in a permanent role for so many years, their workload suddenly doubles or triples, right? Because now you've been used to taking on the job, you know what you're doing. And then as soon as you get somebody else that's new and they're like, oh my gosh, you did all of this or in terms of a physician, you took on this large of a caseload. I can't take that on starting as a new no, as a new doctor, no, especially yeah. somebody so young. Yeah. And we're living in a time right now where we want to prioritize family time and self care and exactly. stress levels, and and we don't want we don't want burnout. And you also want to keep your staff and and your and your doctors right. Yep. So. Yep. I think that that's probably one of the biggest reasons. And so these doctors who've been around for years and they are in their like their their 70s, which is so mind blowing to think that they're still working, but yeah. they understand the shortage. They know that that there's really nobody to replace them to, to yeah. step into their shoes. Yeah. And the God they're still staying. Yes. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It would be horrible. But I mean, the, the physician recruitment process itself takes a long time and like again like knowing that from experience it, it's a process it's not like you just put out like you can't just put out an ad and nope. hope someone applies nope. like there's yeah. so much more that goes on behind the scenes yeah um so how are you how are you helping then your your staff as well as your your physicians um to provide better patient care but also maximize their time and efforts with their patients well the first thing we do is um we do a good triage of whatever needs to be sent or um, forwarded to doctors. And we try to educate the, the patients also that if there's an issue with your medication, talk to your pharmacist first. If you have an emergency, you feel like you need to talk to somebody, it doesn't need to be your doctor. You can call the 811 and ask them questions and they'll let you know if you really need to see a doctor. So we're educating a lot of people and also patients going to emergency for little things. That's the same thing. Like um, call us first to see if there's an opening in the clinic because our doctors don't only see their own patients. They see patients of other doctors if they have an opening. And we're offering, because we have students and uh, medical residents that come to the clinic, they see patients also. So we can offer that to um, our clientele um, instead of going to emergency. So because we're able to do that, uh, the doctors are like more relaxed about it because they don't have to deal with the little stuff. You don't send them a message about um, when they should be seen again or when, uh, if they should have an x-ray or like we do a triage of that and we know um, answers to the questions that they would ask the doctors. So with the COVID period, there was a lot of telephone appointments. So now the patients are thinking that they can call in and talk to doctors whenever they want, but it's not like that. It was Mm -hmm. an appointment and you needed to be in queue 
with like for your appointment so now they think they can just call in and talk to the doctor but because hey the doctor called me before mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of um little things like that we educate the the patients and at the same time we um the doctors we are able like if they want a result given to the patient all they have to do is send us an email we take care of it they don't have to call every patient uh, to give them results we take care of that so when they come in um they see the patients that they have in their list and they look at the results and we take care of a lot of the um, sending for referrals and so we were their support were their right hand ladies <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so i myself personally don't have a family doctor we just lost ours we've been oh, through no. three family doctors over the past three years it's been insane after having like a long time family doctor for my entire childhood right into my into my adulthood um but i have a nurse practitioner and so i i generally book all of my appointments through my nurse practitioner and i i noticed that you guys actually have a nurse practitioner on site as well as three gmf nurses yep. so when should someone see a nurse practitioner joanne over a doctor well when it's more like chronic issues not major um uh, mental health or like that you need to see your doctor but if you're a chronic um diabetic or a chronic um let me see uh hypertension that's stuff that the nurse practitioner can do um forms for a driver's license like the nurse practitioner has access to your chart and she's able to fill those up so why take a doctor's appointment if she's able to do that she she can uh, request um uh exams and do prescriptions and uh, refer to specialists uh, she's almost a doctor mm -hmm. and the, the nurse practitioner we have right now is replacing um the um doctors that was following pregnancies right now so she's swamped with pregnant ladies mm -hmm. so like she's she's awesome we just couldn't do without her. And we will have a new uh, nurse practitioner coming in at the beginning of uh, 2024. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. SADC Pontiac Community Futures Development Corporation works with businesses and local communities to help create local employment, support economic growth, and encourage business development. Their team of professionals are highly experienced in community development, finance, business marketing, and management. Whether you are self-employed, a small business owner, or a manager of a multinational, the SADC Pontiac can help you in the startup, expansion, management, and implementation of your business on MRC Pontiac territory. Contact their office at 819-683-3733 or visit their website at sadcpontiac.ca for more info. Are you looking to connect with a local farmer? Do you want to know where your food comes from? Here at Long Lane Farms, we utilize regenerative agriculture practices and pride ourselves in ethically raising our eggs. Whether it's pork, beef, chicken, turkey, or goat, our animals are pasture-raised and free of hormones, antibiotics, and fillings. We are located outside of Calipogee, but we offer delivery right to your door across the Ottawa Valley. You can purchase your meat by the cut or in bulk with one of our curated freezer orders, or you can build your own. Or maybe you're looking for something different. Why not subscribe to our meat share program? All orders can be placed online by visiting If you are looking to taste the difference of pasture contact us today. We would love to provide you with a true farming table experience. Brown Pressure Tree Lumber and Accessories have arrived at Mike's Hardware. With the warmer weather and longer days, there is no better time to start that new deck or fence. Don't need brown pressure tree? That's okay. We sell pine lumber. 
interior and exterior doors, molding and trim, vinyl flooring, siding, cabinet hardware, and so much more. Call 613-735-1928 or 613-639-2041. And remember, nothing says you care like lumber doors and hardware. Hey, it's Amber from Sweeney Curations in Renfrew, and you're listening to the OV Boss Babes podcast with your host, Holly Molinar. So I want to kind of get into your inter- your interdisciplinary team a little bit more because mm-hmm. you, you also wanted to include other practitioners from a social worker to a massage therapist and even a physiotherapist. Yeah. Why was this important for you to offer general health and mental well-being and other support services all under one roof? My goal when I created a clinic is to be able to offer um, offer services that weren't available in a Pontiac. Um, that's why when I was approached with physiotherapy, um, I said, Yes, that was in my list of things that I wanted. Uh, optometrist, uh, mental health, like it's very important. Um, massage therapy is important to the population to be able to have that. Um, but when the physiotherapy started, like there was none around nothing really? and the people that were hurt at work or a car accident had to travel to do physiotherapy either go to Renfrew or Elmer or Pembroke so it didn't really help them because what the treatment they were getting they were like doing more um more harm by traveling that far so that's one of the objectives I had. It was to create a physio clinic uh, at the clinic. So they started off maybe a day and a half a, a week. And soon they were at three days. Then they were at five days a week. Then we had two at five days a week. Like it was crazy. So, and then two of them got pregnant. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Something in the water, Joanne. Always. <laughs> So now she's coming back August 9, so we can't wait to restart the physio uh, service to the population because a lot of them stopped their treatments until we were reopening. And psychotherapy is also, it's in the private uh, sector and it's so busy in the public department uh, to get help and if you have insurance, well, you want to be able to see a psychotherapist in a Pontiac. And the one coming, uh, I don't know of anybody else doing it in a Pontiac mm-hmm. in private. So it's all stuff like that that I want to be able to offer the population um, without them having to go too far and the cost of traveling, the same thing. So that's one of the projects that was in my mind for that. Joanne, you really are a pioneer in your community. And then not only are you building economic development opportunities Mm -hmm. for for women in business and and people in business, I should say, not just women, but you're also providing a service to to your community members that so that they don't have to travel far. So the fact that you have have opened up your multidisciplinary clinic practice to be able to offer these services for people it's just, it's so wonderful. So I think that this has just been so long overdue and, and it's really important to recognize all the great work that you've done yeah. in, in building your community in, in this regard. Mm. It's thank you for that. It's, um, it's one thing that I, I lack is people knowing how hard this is and how much I put into this and that it's for the better of the population. Hundred percent. Don't see that. I think it's just because people take it for granted, and especially yeah. because you guys have been around for almost ten years now. Yeah. People don't understand the backstories of this. There's this a lot of work behind yeah, that. Oh my absolutely. god! And like tr- stress. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And you're a, you're one woman over here, Joanne. Like yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. 
I also noticed back in May that you shared on Facebook that your clinic was all was also offering a, a women's health clinic, yes. which Joanne is incredible. And I yes. love, love, love that you're doing yes. this because I think this is so well needed. So will these health clinics be offered for women more frequently or on a regular basis? Yes, um, they were offered um, as soon as the nurse practitioner was coming to the clinic. I, I talked to her, I said, listen, we have to do a, a, a day for health for women's health. And she agreed with that. And she's like, awesome with that. Um, but now because she's taken on so many um, OBS uh, follow-ups, um, because we we have one doctor that left and the other doctor is on maternity leave. So she's like having a lot of follow-ups to do. So as soon as that becomes like in the fall, it should restart having like she used to do the Wednesday as a woman's health uh, day and any uh, patient uh, could call in and book an appointment with or without a family doctor and she's awesome like she 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 knows what she's doing mm -hmm. yeah and for my listeners that are tuning in right now that are specifically in my area in Petawawa, Pembroke, Ottawa Valley, uh, Gila in, in Petawawa has actually opened up their wellness clinic for women as well. And so uh, they're they're showcasing that on social media just to kind of get the word out. But I just think it's a, a, another great resource for people locally in the area. So if you want more information, definitely look into Gila to see how you can book an appointment there. But but Joanne, well done, because honestly, I think that more, more clinics and more um, more medical clinics actually specifically should be offering this because I think it's so well needed. Absolutely. Now the clinic is also headquarters of the GMF of Pontiac and a McGill teaching center. So I want to get into this a little bit more and learn more about this. Yeah. Well, we're affiliated with the McGill uh, university and students apply to uh, do um, work placement um, and we get different, like some at the student level and some at the residency level. So when we get them at the first year of residency, it's it's easier to try to convince them to come work in a Pontiac. At year two, well, they've pretty much have already decided where they want to go. So um, and it's they see patients. Um, and are uh, combined with a, a family doctor. So they uh, are able to help out with minor emergencies and stuff like that. So, um, and McGill does uh, buy a, a, a bit of equipment for them. So they feel comfortable and uh, well organized. Uh, the GMF, well, uh, they have they, the nurse, uh, the GMF nurse work at the, the clinic, but they also work at the CLSC in Port Lange, and CLSC in Couillon, and the office in Luxville. Um, but the most like of the patients are centered um, at the clinic. So um, the GMF office is at the clinic, but they go to other places. They're not just in our uh, office. Joanne, I really want to learn more about you and what your position all looks like as a medical clinic director, because we, we're well aware that you wear a lot of hats. You're, you're like I said, you know, you're doing the physician recruitment, you're, you're running an office, you're looking after staff, you're looking after your office building. And at the end of the day, you're also an entrepreneur. You're a business yep. owner. So you've yep. got lots on your shoulders. I yes. mean, the fact that you even have, have availability to take time out of your day to speak with me is just so appreciative. But yeah. What does a day in the life look for you? Uh, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. <laughs> like sometimes I go into work. I said, okay, this is going to be a relaxed day. This is, this is going to be done. You end up at the end of the day, not touching anything that you had planned. So, and it's about, it's that also with the secretaries. And what I do as a, a director is, or manager is try to solve any issues that come up, uh, whether it's a computer that doesn't want to work and the doctor is waiting because like the patients are in the waiting room and that needs to be uh, dealt with. So I go in and fix that up. Then you go, there's something else. Maybe there's a patient that is 
uh, not happy about something. So I go deal with that. And then you have like uh, ordering stuff and organizing and we have like a procedure room. So we need to keep the stock uh, up and make sure that everything is in order. So it's trying to keep all those things going. And at the same time, I support my staff and I go work with them because I'm part of the team and they're part of the team and we all work together. And when I decide to change something, it's because I sat there and I did it and tried to find a better way of doing it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good way to manage. Don't just be in your office and decide stuff. Be on the floor and work and see how it's really going. You know, um, that's one thing I don't like. It's somebody sitting in an office and deciding for us and uh, telling us what to do. Well, no, it doesn't work like that. We're on the, the, the front line and we know what's going on. We answer those patients. We, we, ha- we need to answer to those patients. So like we, whatever happens um, I'm part of that and whatever we change, I'm part of that. And whatever happens, I try to find a solution and not to be in that situation anymore. So, and my staff appreciates that and they, they, they have an ease of talking to me cause I'm right there with them, you mm-hmm. know, and days that I in my office, they'll come in the office and talk to me about stuff. So we have a good communication and one of the best thing I've done this year is in January, we started, I reorganized the schedule for the, the girls at the clinic because um, it gets really stressful. <clears throat> the stress of the patients um, demanding stuff because it's not the same as it was before. 30 years ago when I started, the best thing I could do is... Um, ease the the stress of a patient by phoning in the specialist and saying, Hey, we need to have an appointment for this patient. And we would set up the appointment, give the appointment to the patient. The the patient would be more relaxed, relieved because he had a date to see the Mm -hmm. specialist. Nowadays, it's so rare, rare that we can do that. So what I decided to do is lower the work, days and the clinic so every girl is working four days a week and we alternate some and when they work four days a week if they get the friday off they get the monday off also so they get one long weekend per three weekends smart joanne this is the okay this is the way to retain your staff those those people aren't going anywhere no no no, and and the the week that they don't have like the the Friday or uh, Monday, it's the Wednesday. So they have the middle of the week. So they split the four days. So we've been loving it, and I'm off every Friday. So that's yeah. why I'm talking to you today. Gotcha. <laughs> but how amazing is that, though, Joanne? Like it's it just was a the little... best thing. Yeah. It's really just kind of like re-triggering things and seeing what works, what doesn't. And I think this is why that you are in the leadership role that you are in. And I really kind of like how you talked about um, like your role as, as a manager and, and understanding, understanding everybody's positions, because I think that that's what makes a really good leader is somebody who is getting their hands dirty. You're understanding Mm -hmm. what everyone's role is. You're not sitting in the office behind a computer, micromanaging people and making sure that they're getting their jobs done. Mm -hmm. You're, you're there behind the scenes being like, what are you working on? Can I help? I want to understand that is so crucial and important as well as incorporating this great work-life balance that you're offering your staff. It makes you wonder, like, why, why, why aren't other people doing it? Again, pioneer Joanne, trailblazer <laughs> right here. <laughs> so well done. Thank well you. Well done. 
Joanne, another thing that I really want to kind of touch on as well is, is investing in yourself, especially being a business owner. We're always looking for mentors and resources, you know, to up-level our businesses and what could we be doing better and um, funding opportunities. And one way that you did that was actually seeking mentorship and, and information from the SADC Pontiac. So yes. can you kind of talk to me a little bit more about that and, and what the SADC Pontiac is for those that don't know? SADC is a... Um a group that helps you um, with any project that you want to start or any project that uh, you are in place and need help um, to go to uh, another level. So um, they answer all your questions. Um, the other day I had a question for them and they didn't offer a service per se, but they told they gave me the answers where to go. Um, so they're there to help no matter what, no matter what kind of projects, um, they will find help for you. And if they can't give it to you, they will find, uh, the link or the person to contact. So it's, it's a very good asset to have in the Pontiac. Joanne, what's been the most challenging part of your career since becoming a medical clinic manager and director and owning this wonderful establishment? And what's also been the most rewarding? Hiring staff. Mm. In the past years, it's been like we need another uh, secretary and we have not been able to find one that fits um, the job. It's hard because, you know, I would like to back away a bit from doing the frontline uh, work, but the girls can't do it alone and right. they need uh, somebody else to be added to the team. And it's hard to find the right person. So I think that's the biggest challenge, but the team I have right now is awesome. That's one yeah. thing like I wouldn't change them, but it's to add somebody else. Well, that, hopefully, that maybe somebody that's listening to this episode, yeah, Joanne, will have heard of this great flexible schedule rotation yes. that you yes. have going on, and and uh, we can let them know that they can apply. So we'll we'll yeah. leave your email address in there too, so uh, okay. in the show notes, so that if anybody's interested in applying for uh, yeah. for a medical secretary position, yeah. reach out because you guys are hiring. <laughs> Absolutely, and the most rewarding, yes, it's the thank yous from the patients, the satisfaction of knowing that you've helped them and they appreciate it. And even the doctors, like they're happy there. They, they don't tell you, but they don't want to leave. Like I have someone that decided to retire in December, 2022, and he's still there and he revoked his request for retirement. So they, they don't want to leave. They're happy. <laughs> That's your paycheck at the end of the day, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Like yeah. I have this conversation so often with, with business owners and entrepreneurs, Joanne, about, about how they didn't go into entrepreneurship for the, for the pay, because let's be honest, like you don't see that for a long, long time. You don't make but, millions. No, 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 no. But you go into it really seeing the value of the work yeah. that you've, you've done and you've created and it's yeah. the thank yous and the appreciation from, yes. from your staff, from your community and seeing yeah. the, the empire that you have built. And, uh, but yeah, seeing, seeing patients come in, seeing the abundance of services that you guys offer and knowing that their issues are being fixed. And, and the most important thing too, Joanne, I think is that they're being heard. Yes. They're being listened to. Yes. Yes. And that's the biggest thing. Cause do, don't we all just want to be heard and listened to yes. and, and taken yes. seriously. And so any of our medical exactly. conditions. Taken right? seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Joanne, who's one local boss, babe, that inspires you daily that you think everyone should know about? She's not local, but it's my daughter. Aww. She's not local. It's too bad because she would have been a great guest for you. Um, besides that. Well, hold on. Go my, back a little bit. No, no, yeah. no. Go back. Tell me. Tell me about your daughter. I don't care that she's not my local. My daughter is, she's just going up the levels like almost yearly and she's working in um uh, the alcohol uh department and she's like she was on the sales team and then went up and she's sales director and like she's just 
amazes me. And we talk and sometimes we have similar issues, not in the same department, but we have similar issues. So it, it's, I really, uh, really, I'm really proud of her. Well, she's got a great mentor and mom <laughs> to look up to. Thank I mean, you. who better, who better to inspire her than her own yeah. mom who's, yeah. who's built she her own. She inspires me too. <laughs> oh. So what area is she in then? Where is she? She's in the... Um, Grimsby, Niagara on the Lake area. Oh, wonderful! And yeah. she, does she work for the liquor board, or um, she she's one that works like for um, uh, LCB. She she meets with the LCBO to try to um, put products in their stores and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a big job. Yeah, she, and she yeah, travels uh, all over to go. Uh, and deal with clients and so it's awesome yeah. i'm assuming that one of the perks is that she gets to do a lot of sampling yeah. too yeah <laughs> yeah oh. and she extends her holidays a bit when she travels <laughs> who better of a boss babe to represent than than right in the family right yeah so, absolutely love it keeping it yeah. close to home yeah. joanne before i let you go too can you let everybody know where they can follow Clinique Medal Medical Lilotus on, on Facebook, plug your website, and then, of course, how they can contact you guys to book an appointment and, uh, yeah, and all the things. Well, we're located in Charles, 394 Center Street. Uh, our phone number is 819-647-4707. Don't call today. We have issues with the phones, <laughs> and we're closed on Friday afternoons for the summer. Um, our, we have a Facebook page, Clinique Médicale Le Lotus, and our website is cliniquemedicalelotus.ca. So um, if you're looking for information, just go over on our webpage and, or Facebook. I give information on the Facebook page uh, regularly, um, and you can even message on the messenger of Facebook. So. She does the social media too, folks. What does this woman not do? <laughs> yeah, Instagram too. Oh, and Instagram. Oh, yeah. hey, I've got to give you a follow on there too. Not just on Facebook, on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Joanne, thank you so, so much for being a part oh. of Obi Boss Babes. This was so fun and it was so nice was to finally pleasure. meet you. Yeah. I was really nervous, but it's good. Good. I'm you really did happy. great. <laughs> Well, babes, that's it for another week of OB Boss Babes podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of our tribe. If you're listening to us for the first time, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And now you can actually engage and join the conversation on Spotify so you can tell us what you thought about this episode. If you're a regular listener, tell another business owner how much you love OB Boss Babes. And who knows, maybe you or they will get featured next. Come back on Wednesday for our Boss Babe Corner mini-series, as well as on Thursday for our next Baby on the Brand feature for August. Stay tuned to follow along on the socials at OB Boss Babes so that you never miss another episode.